Hello, everyone. Welcome to another Donorom Sunday podcast. Sunday, I am Sunday, Bo. Sunday. I am Don. <laughs> and uh, today we're going to talk about uh, the greatest villain in uh, Tom Clancy-esque thriller <laughs> history. Um, we're, of course, talking about the Brotherhood of Nod. Dang. When it's mysterious. Uh, <laughs> it's charismatic leader, Joe Kukin. <laughs> Known only as Kane. <laughs> so, um, uh, we're, we're, this is, of course, uh, are we just talking about the Nod campaign of just the first? Not the Nod, uh, the Nod story. Okay, all the Nod, games, all the, the way to Tiberian Sun? Series, all the way through Tiberian Twilight. Oh, wow. Tiberian Dawn to Tiberian Twilight, because, honestly, the story's, it's a strategy game. There's it's not, yeah. Game. The, uh, Come on. And Look, um, and the strategy is to build more dogs. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> uh, and red alert. We're not so um, much in uh, right. Yeah. Red alert. You want to build, dogs. but no, this isn't red alert because the bad guys in red alert, I think, is Soviet Union never fell or something. Yeah. Uh, well, you see, Einstein invented time travel that split the timeline. Oh, okay. Okay. So now I love red alert. <laughs> I love it. So um, instead of wacky hijinks with the Soviet Union, you get wacky hijinks with something else. But um, anyway, we're talking about Command and Conquer, the original line of games. Mm-hmm. Um, all the way through Tiberian Twilight, apparently, where uh, it's the uh, UDI. GDI. GDI. The Global Defense <laughs> Initiative. Fighting against Nod. And uh, the GDI story sucks. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, it sucks. It's you fighting for the status quo and not very well. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are as normal as a bad day is when you're <laughs> playing the GDI. The Brotherhood of Nod doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Though. In the first game, it makes zero game, sense. You're just a bad, the bad guy. guy. You are the Irish Republican Army and Al Qaeda getting along like nothing's wrong. Isn't, isn't the story literally that he just united every bad, like evil? I'm doing it's air quotations little, for you listening. Yes, uh, Brotherhood of Nod will, and the GDI actually help with this because <laughs> they. We'll At least that's it. true to form. Yes. At least that's um, true to life. <laughs> you see, Brotherhood of Nod is sucking all the oxygen out of the anti establishment narrative mm-hmm. like the ira wants a free ireland but at the same time brotherhood of not is offering that plus cool sex god <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to deal with <laughs> al-qaeda has the same problem <laughs> and uh you see the problem the, the thing with the brotherhood of nod is they have weaker vehicles but they're cool they're they're the coolest faction. they're the coolest faction you don't, like, they, also, the two. they also get lasers and cool stuff but at the end of the day it's some guy in a buggy and the last half century of warfare has taught us that the most deadly weapon in history is a guy in a Toyota Helix with an AK-47. <laughs> exactly. You you take us 50 years in the future, and Hamid Karzai is still going to be in office, but and he's going to have, like, Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not going to walk one foot out of Kabul because some guy in a Toyota Helix is going to come bully them. <laughs> Tell him to get back to Kabul. <laughs> Dying a pickup and a rifle. That's all you need to win a war. We uh we we took too long to make this podcast, Dodd. We took yeah. too long to get to this one. So okay. Brotherhood of Nod. Um right. uh, you start off as a uh You start off as an unnamed commander and you're getting a lowdown. Mm-hmm. GDI, okay. Uh welcome back, Commander. The uh they're uppity again. Everyone's uppity. <laughs> Some people are angry and we need to stop. George them for- Soros is paying you to put them yeah. down. <laughs> But then you get to, um, there's another guy, there's another guy. Um, 
Seth, just Seth, from God to Cain to Seth, and he is your um, commanding officer for the Brotherhood of Nod. You don't really know much about this. He says from God to Cain to Seth. Yeah, from God to Cain to Seth. Seth does. That's what he... Uh, also, Nod, we should note, biblically, is the place that... Uh, the land, uh, um, that's the land that Cain mm-hmm. uh, escaped to. Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll go... So you do some missions for the Brotherhood of Nod, it's bog standard terrorist, mm-hmm. hang out in Africa, assassinating people who the West likes, and putting in people that they do not, which is very bad. <laughs> whether whether or not it's effective for the base. Yeah. Like, I love how Nod starts off, at least, is it's literally what the newspapers tell you these bad people are doing. It's like, they're just mean. They're just mean, man. Like... Now, I, I like that <laughs> apparently you are very low-ranked at this time, but you're, glo- you're growing pretty quickly in the ranks because you can move troops and kill the people who need mm. to be dead. So which <laughs> apparently there's not a very high bar for commanding in this <laughs> universe, but Seth gets a little irritated because... Oh, he keep, does not like you. You keep Mm-mm. rising in the ranks. Kane apparently has taken personal interest in you, and he is giving you a PowerPoint presentation on the organization you have sworn <laughs> your life to. <laughs> Um, it's, and it's very basic. Yeah, like, it's like it, it, we've always been around. We've always been around, and um, we'll always be here. And Kane is our god, but mostly me. I'm sad. And uh, did you know you cannot walk more than twelve feet without encountering a product made by the Brotherhood of Nod? Yeah. <laughs> um, like all that shit you get in your orientation. Yeah, it I, really feels like a corporate orientation yeah, video. We're, we're a family. You don't uh, unions just want your paycheck. And uh, guys, there's a coffee in the other room, and I I want you to get you a cup if you want because uh, this is your home. Yeah, this is your home now. I yeah. want you to feel at home. Yeah. You're going to be here late, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, just uh, to keep going, uh, Seth eventually has the big, one of the big character moments of, probably the only the real series. good character moment yeah. of the first game, especially. Seth sends you to attack Washington, D.C., which sounds cool. It's such an early mission, too. But it's like, you're three missions in. You just got done right. burning a tribal village, and now you're, <laughs> you're going, going to Washington, D.C. <laughs> Kane has been loath to attack the United States, but I feel that it's time and that you're the one to do it. So take some buggies. <laughs> take some Toyota Helixes. We got three. A quick strike on the Pentagon should disable the United should bring the United States to its heels. Also love that in 1995 you could release a video game where you are actively destroying Washington, D.C. and no one gave a shit. Um uh, yeah, you're draining the swamp. You're dra- <laughs> <laughs> you pulled the plug. And now nothing works. Um, okay, but while this, while Seth is doing this, <laughs> he hears a click off in the background, just barely audible, and he looks around, paranoid. He's doing something he's not supposed to. He's communicating that non-verbally. It's really good acting for it really the terrible is. acting that this the game terrible, is known th- for. That it's famous for, but it is good acting, yeah. Yeah, and he just keeps going on with this spiel about, look, I've already deployed your uh, troops to the States, and I expect a uh, positive report. Gun comes in, blows his brains out, and a beautiful man. <laughs> just sits down. He's just wearing. He's wearing like the Steve Jobs black outfit. The 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 turtleneck. I am Kane. <laughs> <laughs> and while I get your troops back from the states, I want you to capture a GDI base and build a new army. Oh, and uh, congratulations on your promotion. And that's your introduction to Kane. But who is Kane? <laughs> Who is this man? You're not going to find out a whole lot about him in the first game. Almost nothing, so, actually. Let's just uh, go ahead. I've already prepared notes <laughs> about Kane. We're not going to talk about one game. We're, it's gonna ble- they're going to bleed yes. together. So, uh, uh, quote, He who controls the past commands the future. He who commands the future conquers the past. 
Kane with a K. <laughs> he is the uh, is the most. It's the kind of thing that would infuriate me if it wasn't being said by someone <laughs> who looked like him. <laughs> I, I wouldn't take anyone in a business suit seriously, but he's dressed for the occasion. He just shot someone. He gets to say something that's stupid. <laughs> so, Kane. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. He is immortal. It is debatable exactly what he is. But it's not debatable that he is ancient, my, mighty, and normal means of killing him do not work. In Command and Conquer Renegade, a very fun first-person shooter yes. <laughs> game, uh, it is it establishes firmly that Cain is keeping Abel's tomb. Abel's tomb in one of his temples for some reason. He also tends to go from charismatic sex cult leader to world-weary ancient who's just done with everything <laughs> on a dime. He's got two different personalities. <laughs> now, You've been around that long. I'm surprised two's <laughs> the only one you have, you know? <laughs> Now, it's important to note that there are aliens that you encounter in Ti- the P- Tiberium universe. The Skrin are a race of wheel- weird electric jellyfish that harvest a resource called Tiberium for energy. And Kane wants their attention. He wants them to notice him, senpai. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <clears throat> Kane was shanghaied on Earth during the Bronze Age. So he can't really, he can't smoke signal the screen to come and do whatever he wants them to do. So you mean he was not on Earth until the Bronze Age? He was not er- on Earth until the Bronze Age. Okay. Uh, he, was, he, he appeared on Earth at some point. So he may be ancient beyond Earth standards. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so. But Abel go. has a tomb. Abel has a tomb. So he's not the biblical Cain, but he's, there is an, an there Abel is, of there, some There sort. is an a, a Cain and Abel. Mm. Um, mm. Apparently, yeah, we're, supposed, we're led to assume that Cain is that Cain. Mm-hmm. He is that Cain of legend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, exiled to the land of Nod, east of Eden. Earth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Earth is not paradise for him. <laughs> he's forced to wander this dirt this Yankee town of a planet. Oh, <laughs> it's true, but oh. So yeah, basically my read is that Cain is an alien that either crashed on Earth or was exiled here, and he murdered Abel. Maybe Abel was an alien. I don't know. He ran into some other humans and whined in the local language about how he was stuck on this backwater planet, but he's going to get to paradise. He's going to get back home to paradise, and he's going to take us with him. Hmm. <clears throat> now, eventually, Einstein invents time travel, and that splits off the wacky Soviet adventures right. in another world. But at the end of Red Alert 1, uh, if you win as the Soviets, um, Kane is an advisor to Stalin. And at the end of the game, he kills Stalin and puts you in charge and says, "I have, you need to uh, just keep the Soviet Union stable until maybe around the 90s, at which point it's time to evolve to a new level. <laughs> And if you play as the Allies, Kane shows up in a sergeant's outfit and says, uh, "Don't worry, I'll take care of Stalin." And he's uh, like, "You're supposed to capture Stalin." He kills Stalin. I'm sorry, guys. He died in the attack. <laughs> he's uh, apparently he was working behind the scenes, but he disappears from the timeline in the Red Alert. He it's he's Kane is only really relevant in the Tiberium universe. Yeah. Anyway, the Allied powers. <laughs> form a secret military organization called the Global Defense Initiative, which basically exists to keep money flowing to the rich with varying degrees of stability. 
Meanwhile, Kane has started a shadow organization that encompasses all the malcontents of the world pre-9-11. Everyone. The IRA, Al-Qaeda, um, the Asian Dawn. Read about them in Time magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Hans Gruber. <laughs> He's hanging out with a nod. And he is uh, buying up weapons and expanding his influence all over the planet. Uh, anywhere capitalism helping very much. Most of it. Mm. So he's building up a pretty sizable power base. And he is just not really doing a whole lot. There'll be occasional terror attacks, but mostly he's just jockeying for position. He's waiting for something. Because he knows any planet with a substantial biosphere will eventually be hit by something special. And that something special is a Tiberium Comet. Which hits Earth near Rome the Tiber River specifically. And from that, green crystals start growing from around the impact site. And it sucks up all the nutrients, all the energy, all the minerals, and leaves the land barren and dead. But all that uh, valuable stuff is now in one easy-to-mine crystal. It's like fracking, but for everything. So you put a toddler, you get more profit. (laughs) Toddlers buy the impact. Toddlers buy the you you get you get more crystals. So so uh, a Tiberian comet hit the Tiber River. Yes, just by circumstance. Just by circumstance, it just happens to hit there. Which Rome. game is this that it happens? Uh, right before Tiberium One. This is okay. the resource that you collect, Tiberium. Okay. But the plot of Tiberium, uh, Dawn is trying to figure out what this thing is. GDI are trying to figure it out. Um. But and Kane already knows he's been preparing for this. Mm-hmm. He's um, he the Brotherhood of Nod actually lead the way in extracting Tiberium crystals because they knew what it was ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And GDI quickly picked this up, and Tiberium becomes the new coal and oil. <laughs> it's and coal finally yeah. dies. <laughs> it's replaced <laughs> by yeah. a cleaner, uh, better energy source. Uh, even worse, actually. <laughs> um, what does Tiberium do? Yeah. Um, well. Find that out here very shortly. Oh, uh, very fir- very shortly in the first game. The very first thing that happens in this game, which came out before 9-11, is that the Grand Trade Center is destroyed in terrorist attack. Oh, wow! <laughs> it blows up before the TV switches to a soap opera. A 90s commercial, um, like, I can't believe you slept with my mother. Yeah, well, she wasn't as good as you. Slap or whatever. Mm. <laughs> it's just really bad at 90s <laughs> acting. Meanwhile, the whole world is changing forever. That's not something we can relate to at all. Um, (laughs) But then it goes to another TV station, like NPR or something, and there's some crazy scientist who says, look, Tiberium is really useful. I'm not going to say it's not, but it's also killing us, (laughs) especially those of us who have to live near the places where it's mined. The chemical composition of Tiberium is phosphorus, 42.5%, iron, 32.5%, calcium, 15.25%, copper, 5.75%, silica, 2.5%, and 1.5% is unknown. And that chemical X is apparently what turns you into the Incredible Hulk, a shard monster, or that dude from I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. (laughs) Um... So Kane knows that Tiberium is bad news. It's not a gift for humanity. It's a cold-blooded resource extraction scheme by some job-creating aliens. 
<laughs> so he comes but up. But you know what? A, uh, a poor earthling never gave me a job, Don. Nope, nope, nope. So <laughs> what are you going to do? So he comes up with a plan to finally escape this dead-end town we call Earth. <laughs> and his plan is to tell the dumb monkeys that Tiberium is actually a gift, and we should encourage its spread. We should get more Tiberium jobs into our communities. This is a lot better than I remember it being. <laughs> like Maybe it's because I'm finally an adult and I see the world how it actually is. This is better. Also, like dumb monkeys. I like that Frieza <laughs> analogy there. The, um... So Kane saw the 90s were ending and he wanted to get off this rock as fast as possible. <laughs> we have reached our peak. <laughs> he Listen, wanted... blockbusters are going to be closed down left and right. You don't want to be here. The problem is the aliens won't actually come with their spaceships until the entire planet is coated with Tiberium. They don't just want a little bit of coal. They want all the coal. They want <laughs> West Virginia. And we're not West Virginia yet. They need Tiberium coating the entire planet like a big old candy apple of profitable death. Mm-hmm. So Kane is forced to come up with the idea of putting, um, he, he puts up, he starts the harvesting operation and he starts trying to find a way to help Tiberium spread. At this point, Nat, the Brotherhood of Nod has access to stealth technology, laser technology, a bunch of cheap tanks, guys in Toyota Helixes, yada, yada. Yep, yep. Um, but unfortunately, he is defeated at the Battle of Sarajevo in the first game. Uh, the if, if, when um, let's see, there's two ways he goes out. If you blow it up, his temple conventionally, he just gets buried in rubble. If you hit him with the ion strike, he gets literally kind of consumed by the beam. So where is the temple of Nod? Uh, the Sarajevo. He sets it up in Sarajevo. He has a fixation with Sarajevo. In the Africa campaign, which is the Nod campaign, he sets it up in South Africa, but canonically. GDI wins. Yeah. First so. and second game, canonically, GDI wins. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so when the GDI launched that ion attack, he supposedly dies. He like holds out his arms and embraces the giant space beam of death. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't die because he's either really tough, really fast, or he can teleport. Right. Either way, he doesn't do either of these things particularly well <laughs> <laughs> because now he's got a messed up, scarred face. <laughs> which is better than you could have hoped for, but really. <laughs> <laughs> so Kane builds himself a face mask that can fix his face to protect his loved ones from COVID as well. <laughs> he just needs, he, he just happens to know how to make a face fixing mask. <laughs> but during You this, know what? <laughs> Stuff happens around Tiberian. He yeah. knew this going into it, you know? But during this period, Kane isn't leading the Brotherhood of Nod anymore. He's really self-conscious about his face. <laughs> <laughs> and the GDI would be really angry to know that he's still around. So after the events of the First Tiberium War, um, the, Kane's acolytes kind of took individual control, Nod splinters, and um, it's, but it still maintains an official news network on television. And that's because the GDI are allowing Nod to exist as a controlled opposition. There's this one stooge who, give, they, who gives orders. He launches terrorist attacks, but nothing the rich really care about. Just enough to keep people mad. Mm -hmm. Just enough to keep the military-industrial complex flowing. Just enough to keep people avoid, like, just make sure no one starts focusing on UHC. What, you can't do that. Nod's <laughs> out there. Nod's out there. They're very scary. <laughs> They'll never actually attack rich people. They'll only attack you for some reason. <laughs> now, the uh, second game starts up. Uh, one America News. 
is playing. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you're on the official uh, Nod Twitter, which right-wingers love to retweet because they're... <laughs> but, yeah. So, GEI is making everything worse for the planet because they're not handling the spread of Tiberium at all. People live near, live near Tiberium, get green crystals growing in their lungs. They start mutating or they die. And not, none of what you want. None of none of what you want. None of those are good things. But rich people are making a lot of money <laughs> because all those poor people are turning into profitable green crystals or monsters made out of those crystals that you could shoot and then harvest. Oh my god! So yeah, uh, and of course, all leftist movements are completely unable to organize because Nod's right there, guys. I mean, the anti-establishment. You don't. You don't need. <laughs> to sell out your civilization to make a better world. You could be anti establishment you can be right wing popular populist. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we that's what GDI would really prefer you be. <laughs> we know how to handle this. <laughs> but um there's one guy, there's just one guy he didn't he doesn't fall in for this fake nod, <laughs> this fake news nod. He's a Kane loyalist through and through, and he hasn't seen Kane in 50 years. Doesn't matter. He's still out there. Kane <laughs> lives, and he's about to be killed by the fake Nod people <laughs> because of his loyalty to Kane. But the fake, the blonde, turns out the Fox News blonde lady, she's not really a Fox News blonde lady. She was a secret Soros agent, and she's, <laughs> she, gets, she gets him into an underground command train. Which tunnels away from the execution site, and he's gonna recapture. He's gonna become the new leader of Nod because Kane's alive. He knows it in his heart. <laughs> I like this. This guy is named Anton Slavic. It's he's so cool. His name is Slavic. Slavic. <laughs> he's like a white Russian like terrorist. He's a fanatic. He's just. <laughs> Does he have a beret? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think he needs one. He's just that cool. Oh, man. So Slavic is really pissed off. So he fights General Hassan, the GDI toady, with a bunch of cheap Nod buggies. Toyota Helixes overcome all the cool stuff that GDI have been letting this guy have. And Hassan gets captured. And now tables are turned. He's going to execute him on live Twitter feeds. <laughs> and while he's doing this, he's holding a knife to uh, Hassan's neck. And, he sa- and Anton Slavic keeps saying, in the name of Cain. And the crowd goes like, yeah, in the name of Cain, in the name of Cain, in the name of Cain. And then the back, like, like he's, in, he's in front of a movie screen. Movie screen turns on. Cain shows up and says, Cain lives. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like the, the, there's a, uh, the remastered soundtrack has that soundbite in No Mercy. <laughs> and Cain lives always and shivers down my spine. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, Kane arrives via Skype call to watch Hassan <laughs> die and affirm that Slavic is his chosen front man. And they can't get to Kane because he's behind seven proxies, bro. Yeah. You, you'll never get <laughs> you'll to never, him. Like, I got VPNs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kane has declared a second Tiberium War, but mostly he's leaving Slavic in charge. Um, because Kane has his hands on a crashed alien spaceship, which contains the Tacitus. And the Tacitus is an instruction manual for safely handling Tiberium. It's basically an OSHA manual for the aliens. <laughs> and Earth could really use that right now. <laughs> because there's a lot more mutants running around than there should be, which is zero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
At this point, Tiberium is turning people into hostile creatures or amoebas. It's really bad. Uh, plants turn into vessels for spreading it through their pollen. It, it, there's just no way to really contain it. Even It's even starting to hurt the rich people, and that's just not going to stand. Nope, nope, and, gotta uh, do something about it. Yep. It's so, in the gated communities now. Yep, and if Tiberium gets into the atmosphere, you get ion storms. It makes life really unpleasant. Mm-hmm. So Kane has himself a long-term plan. Uh, the Earth is bad, but it's not bad enough. He needs to make it... He's an, aggra- he's an accelerationist. If you make <laughs> things bad enough... Good things will eventually happen because you like have a memory overflow. So at the end of the uh, all the games, you find out that Cain was Slavosh Zizek the whole yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> so Slavic is totally on board with his plan to keep spreading Tiberium using liquid Tiberium t- missiles to coat the Earth <laughs> in Tiberium. He doesn't ask questions. Slavic trusts Cain. If if Cain walked up to Slavic and said, "Look, I really love you as an employee, but I need you to die so I can save money on payroll," Slavic would ask where to shoot himself. <laughs> <laughs> so GDI would really like Nod to go back into a non-threatening terrorist organization to just scare boomers who watch TV. But unfortunately, they also discover that aliens are in fact real. The Tacitus exists. The Tacitus exists, and they want it. So GDI forges an alliance with the mutants to get the Tacitus. The mutants, the mutants have a centralized not organization. Really centralized, they're kind of like uh, roving nomads. Oh yeah, they they know the they know the wastelands. There's parts of Earth you can't walk in anymore, okay. unless you're a mutant or in a spacesuit. Okay, because Earth is kind of being terraformed by the Tiberium or anti-terraformed. Yeah, <laughs> there's a really cool mission in uh, the <clears throat> second game where you have to recapture a base using that is outdated. It's old, it's abandoned. You can only use units from the first game to fight the new Nod units, which is really cool. That is a cool little thing, yeah. Meanwhile, Nod has an... Uh, Kane has built an AI called Cabal. And that's helping him figure out the Tacitus. But the hero of the GDI named McNeil <laughs> personally confronts <laughs> Kane, <laughs> who it turns out still has a messed up face. He's mm-hmm. still like... Uh, he's using digital... Ding! And Kane is giving like a stereotypical villain speech about, you don't understand, there's going to be a new world. (laughs) And uh, McNeil stabs him, and uh, he blows up uh, Kane. He stabs him and he blows up? Uh, He he stabs him into his missile. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the missile blows up or something, and McNeil escapes, and Kane is believed to be dead. By the way, we are still talking about Command and Conquer, not Blood Dragon. (laughs) (laughs) McNeil. McNeil. I love so, it. So, uh, shortly after Kane dies, Slavic is still in charge of Nod, and Kane's AI, Cabal, has lived up to its name. <laughs> it's decided to use a bunch of cyborgs to create to uh, cleanse the world and build a new world for cyborgs. Well, hell Cabal. yes. Yeah, I mean, why not? So, GDI and uh, Nod's team up to fight him in the expansion. It's fine. Uh, Slavic it's dies f- along the way. But then we get to... Command and Conquer Three, and this is actually one of my favorite games. This was this came out when I was in college. I had time on my hands. This was my this was the game I could afford at the time. I played the shit out of it, so I, I really like. Is Generals it. not canon? It's not in this universe. Okay. Um, so in the year twenty thirty four, um, we in the in the expansion to Command and Conquer Three, we get prequel missions, missions that take place ancillary to the main missions, and post game missions, which is really cool. Uh, the way Command and Conquer Three works is all three campaigns are canon. There's no GDI wins. Uh, I hope you enjoy. I'm glad you enjoyed playing as the knob. They don't matter. Mm-hmm. Every campaign happens exactly how you played it. 
in the GDI campaign, um, you win. But what does winning look like? In the Nod campaign, Kane gets what he wants. In the Screen campaign, they get what they want. It's really cool. But narratively, uh, in the expansion, you get some prequel missions. Kane wakes up and he's got a mag light. Apparently, he survived being stabbed and the explosion, and he's still in his bunker. <laughs> and he turns on a computer. Turns out he managed to save part of Cabal and mix it with his alien tech to form a new AI, a new and improved AI called Legion, which what? is in no way menacing. <laughs> right. And that is the main character for the expansion. You are Legion. In the main game, you are just some Nod commander, but uh, he puts Legion in charge of rebuilding the Brotherhood of Nod, which is once again splintered. He says, you and I are all that remain, but all that is necessary. <laughs> so Every line Kane has. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, he's got some good ones in this game. <laughs> so he sends Antifa to uh, Rio de Janeiro <laughs> to take down Bolsonaro. And you get a bunch of mo- mobs running through the streets of Rio de Janeiro, which is a horrible place to live. Because in Command & Conquer 3, the first world has basically cordoned itself off. There's some neat suburban enclaves of places you won't die or turn into a mutant. Outside of that, I hope you like coal. <laughs> <laughs> or Tiberium, rather. <laughs> you should be proud to be Tiberium-coded monster working for us. Tiberium keeps the, light, keeps the lights on. It does. It Friends does. of Tiberium. Um, <laughs> bumper stickers everywhere. So, so all the people who are living in utter poverty are just running through the streets saying, Kane lives. <laughs> it's so cool. So Kane uh, re-establishes control of the Brotherhood of Nod, but he doesn't announce himself to the world just yet. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but then Kane orchestrates a very, very interesting series of events. There is a guy by the name of Lando Calrissian. <laughs> or rather, his actor, who is fat but jolly. He's in this for the paycheck. He knows what he's in. Oh, dude, yeah. I forgot about that. He's in the game. Yeah. And he's playing this, like... Billy D. Yep. Billy D. Williams. Yep. And he's just, like, a politician. He's a consummate politician. He's... He'd be right at home in the uh, Trump administration, to be honest. He's mm-hmm. just there to be in charge. Mm-hmm. He's good at making speeches about being in charge. Mm-hmm. He's not very good at his job. Why would he be? <laughs> and he's in charge of the Treasury Department, probably because that's what his donations went towards. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kane um, has, is trying to f- put things in place for his master plan, which is going to work this time. For real, it's going to work this time. <laughs> He wants someone in charge of GDI that he knows will respond stupidly. He that will just look at the problem and point an ion cannon at it. So he goes for the Trump cabinet member <laughs> because obviously that's what you want. Right. So he arranges for Billy D. Williams to stay on Earth. He put he gives him something to, like he attacks a Treasury Department and forces him to give a speech. And while he's on a speech, he is not at GDI headquarters in space. <laughs> so every other member of GDI's high command is in space, and he lobs a nuke at it. <laughs> and after every other GDI com- leader is dead, Kane reveals he is still alive, bitches. <laughs> Welcome to Command and Conquer 3. It's that thing where he's tweeting from his hospital, but I live, bitches. <laughs> Kane lives. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Oh, and we get an all-star cast of sci-fi stars. There's people from Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. There's um, God, I can't remember all their all of them, but they're all really cool. They're just really giving it their B B lister all. Yeah. Oh in yeah. This game. Kane's finally fixed his face. He's taken the mask off, and he's just himself again. He's happy. So, um, GDI loses most of the East Coast, and GDI campaign is pushing them back. Now, Kane expects GDI to eventually retaliate, but he doesn't expect you to do it as well. That's your that's your feel good endorphins for the mm-hmm. GDI commander. You're doing better than Kane thought you would, mm-hmm. and you're kind of messing up his plans, but not really. Right. <laughs> So, um, meanwhile, in the Brotherhood of Nod, you find out that all of your lightning strikes that <laughs> you actually do take down the Pentagon in that. <laughs> um, but Killian from Battlestar Galactic, I can't remember her name. She is Kane's second in command. And she's saying uh, at, when Kane leaves, she says, uh, we're losing a lot of our gains and GDR mobilizing a lot faster than I'd hoped. I don't think we can win this war conventionally. I guess we have to distrust in Kane. Mm. And... Um, why wouldn't you have just done that from the start, you know? We have to trust Kane because I, I, I but GDI just keeps pushing. They just keep pushing. They, they, they find a liquid Tiberium facility, and that actually upsets Kane because he needs a lot of liquid Tiberium for some reason. Right. And Killian keeps saying, guys, I don't think we can hold Europe. We need to withdraw to Australia and lay low for a while, rebuild. Kane says, no, I have a plan. Just keep fighting. I've got another source of liquid Tiberium. We just need to hold Sarajevo. And then Killian keeps like, Sarajevo is cut off. It's surrounded. We can't just hole up in a bunker and wait for another ion cannon strike. That's exactly what Kane wants. (laughs) (laughs) For reasons. Um, (laughs) So there's uh, in the, um, so during the siege of Temple Prime, it's really cool. You're You're playing, Helms Deep as the Brotherhood of Nod. <laughs> GDI mammoth, ta- mammoth tanks are breaking your perimeter always. You're never completely secure. It's a mad. It's a madhouse. Halfway through that mission, a bunch of Nod bombers show up, kill all the GDI, and you think, okay, mission's over. But then the Nods start attacking you. And you later learn that this is a v- rival of Killian's who is framing her. <laughs> But it looks to the world like Killian is just removing Kane so she can take the bro- Brotherhood not a new direction. Long story short, you defend Temple Prime. GDI resumes their assault, and um, the G- the Nod commander gets called away because they had stabilized the situation. And then the garrison gets cut off and besieged. And Billy D. Williams uh, <laughs> has a face-off with a unpatriotic general. <laughs> <laughs> who does not respect power. <laughs> so the, the general in charge says, uh, uh, good job, Commander. You've isolated Kane and his bunker. There's really no reason to push this farther. We can wait him out, uh, take it down carefully. And then Billy D. Williams says, hey, that's not going to look good in the news. We need we need big, beautiful bombs <laughs> right now. And then Triple the general B's. says, but... But Billy D. Williams, <laughs> but but Jim, but Sir Mister Williams, <laughs> they've got liquid Tiberium there. That's very volatile. We don't know how much he's got there. I don't know if we send the ion cannon on that. I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. I know what's going to happen. It's going to be a big boom, and I'm going to get reelected because people like people appreciate strength. <laughs> so <laughs> he calls down the ion strike. 
And it turns out that is exactly what Kane, Kane wanted. wanted. Yeah, that's what all that liquid Diberium that he couldn't figure out how to detonate. Turns out the GDI happened to have a big space laser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Most of the Eastern Hemisphere is now coated in Tiberium. In fact, most of the world is. And not too long after that, um, the Nod commander had been sent off to capture Krillian to uh, to bring her back in to, to, to punish her. But now Kane's dead. That is, everyone just assumed, okay, I don't know what happened there, but Kane's dead. His plan must have messed up. Mm-hmm. He was going to use the Tiberium bomb on the GDI. There's no reason for him to blow up his own temple with it. Mm-hmm. So Krillian says, okay, we could still figure this out. Come on, guys. We get, we'll just steal some nukes like we did in the first game. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just build nukes, and we'll fight GDI, and we'll blow them up with Toyota Helixes. Mm-hmm. We got the Outback. <laughs> this is Mad Max now. This is, we, we can do this. So while you're stealing nukes, which is a fun mission, aliens invade. <laughs> so you got, guys a bunch, you got a bunch of Toyota Helixes taking down <laughs> mammoth tanks. And suddenly there's weird bug aliens falling from the sky, raining hell. It's War of the Worlds. There's tripods running right. around making those sounds. You manage to escape with nukes by the skin of your teeth. And then Krillian says, we need to ally with the GDI to fight these things, whatever they are, because they're horrifying. And while you're helping the GDI evacuate Sydney, because <laughs> humanity is kind of on the back foot right now, Kane says, I know it wasn't you, Commander. But whoever arranged this alliance with GDI is going to die. Turn on the GDI now. Nuke them if you wish. <laughs> so if I do wish. <laughs> <laughs> so you capture um you you Kane lives. He is the Messiah, and you cannot kill the Messiah. <laughs> you capture Krillian, you punish her by uh, killing her, <laughs> of course. For her uh, lack of faith. And Kane says, okay, so these uh, aliens, yeah, don't worry about them. They're part of my plan. Uh, you see, these aliens, they're going to build, they come here every time they uh, see a bunch of Tiberium, they just assume there's a nice coal deposit and they're going to mine it. But, you know, I, there's a little problem here. Uh, they expected to find a world dead from Tiberium poisoning. Now there's two superpowers at war with each other, fully mobilized. And uh, it's basically like the screen, in the screen campaign, you're basically a guy being sent out on a logging operation and you brought half a crew because you thought you could pocket the savings. <laughs> you got like a handgun, <laughs> but now you're being attacked by the goddamn natives <laughs> who were in the middle of a war when you showed up and you're just trying to get back home. <laughs> so the, the aliens are frantically building a teleporters around the world. Usually they use these things to harvest Tiberium. <laughs> this is their ticket home. They need right. to get home. But then... The aliens find out Kane is on Earth. And they send that back to their superiors, and their superiors say, Did you say Kane is on Earth? Kane lives. This guy? <laughs> like like a squid's like, oh, you're saying this guy is on Earth. It's like a wanted poster. Your mission has changed. Find out everything you can find out about this man. He is the most important. <laughs> Forget it, like the GDI, but there's this other faction called the GDI. They're not important. Screw the GDI. Kane is the one you're supposed to be worried about. So GDI is turning the tide of the war against the aliens, and the aliens are freaking out. They're losing. Meanwhile, the Brotherhood of Nod are just doing weird secret operations. They're stealing alien technology. 
and Kane is just getting so happy because <laughs> he's finally going to... He's basically just calling the cops to steal their police cruiser <laughs> to escape. <laughs> so the climax of the game is you get into a... like the, the aliens are trying to build a teleporter, and once it's built, there's no destroying it. <laughs> Kane wants that teleporter, but the GDI are about to destroy it. You have to interrupt... A big space battle between the aliens <laughs> defending their teleporter against a massive GDI assault by por- parking yourself between them <laughs> and killing both of them. <laughs> At which point, Kane finally has his teleporter and he says, I'm finally getting off this rock. And that seems like the ending. But then it turns out the GDI power down the rock. <laughs> so he needs to hold out until he can find a way to power it back on. Hmm. And... um. You think you do that in the expansion. You think you finally figure that that out. Legion wakes up after twenty years, and uh, come and Kane puts his plan to motion. And the game Command and Conquer Three ends on a really awesome note. Kane walks through a portal. It looks like in the teleporter with all his surviving elite units, and a screen monitor shows up. This closes in on Earth, and you see writing on the side of the monitor and says "Invasion imminent." What does that mean? Is the, are the Skrin coming back for revenge? Are they going to kill all the humans? Or is Kane invading the Skrin homeworld for some reason? Oh, dude, that is the coolest setup for a fourth game I can imagine. Kane leading an alien, uh, invasion on the alien homeworld. Aliens attacking Earth in force this time. I can't wait for Command and Conquer 4. <laughs> I hate this game. I hate Command and Conquer 4. So much, so so much. So, oh god, I, I, I really I need to reference my notes. Okay, the the screen never show up again, never ever. They know Earth has Tiberium. They know Earth has people who have access to their technology. They do the responsible thing and never bring it up. <laughs> Meanwhile, GDI never bring up the fact that we were invaded by the, by the screen. Kane does not leave Earth. What he goes nowhere. What? That's been his goal the whole time. I know. He doesn't. Apparently, he couldn't. Apparently, he, he needed one more thing that we weren't allowed. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. Kane gets bored and decides to help the GDI <laughs> to fix the Tiberium pl- problem on the Earth by uh, turning, by establishing some kind of network that hoovers all the Tiberium into teleporters like the Skrin do, which gives you clean coal <laughs> without mutants. You know, there's websites where you can check out the facts on clean coal. <laughs> I too have been to E-Bomb's world. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it turns out <sighs> apparently having access codes and invincible teleportation power and an alien spaceship and a free-willed AI designed to operate them was not enough. Kane accidentally like yanked the pull cord out too hard or something, and he can't fix it. So, as part of Kane's partnership with GDI <laughs> to fix the world, he has hooked up the new commander to the Skrin network, and he controls it somehow. Um, he has a cunning plan to turn the teleporter on, but he can only access this through the alien internet that he has built. Uh, and the thing is, there's these people who don't like this partnership with GDI and Kane. 
namely extremists on both sides. Both sides, people. Bad people on both sides. There's, you know, bad there's on bad people sides. on both sides. Uh, and Kane needs to find some way to make sure this new commander, who could be GDI or not, doesn't matter. Um, you're the same person. You have the same wife. Your same basic wife. And uh, <laughs> he needs to make sure this guy stays alive because this guy is monitoring the entire internet for some reason. He's RoboCop, like monitoring the, his network. Mm. So to make sure this man is safe from the GDI extremists who hate Kane and the not extremists who see Kane as, as a sellout, he um, has this man disguised to look exactly like Kane. Uh, the commander immediately try almost gets assassinated by people who think he's Kane. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yes, that it, makes it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Like, n make him look like someone else, maybe. <laughs> Let him keep his original face. <laughs> so he's giving a speech at one of Kane's rallies. For some reason, everyone is just letting this guy's wife walk around alien technology and fret about his how her husband feels about being the chosen one. It's stupid. It's this stupid. doesn't make any... Yeah. Uh, the new commander helps Kane activate the teleporter, but he gets shot by extremists, either a non-extremist or a GDI extremist. And while you lie dying, bleeding out, your wife is sad, she asks Kane... Can you heal him? And then Kane looks down sadly and says, I'm sorry, humans are so frail. And he walks into space. Six world wars, billions dead, thousands of years. It all comes down to Kane standing over a bullet ridden cyborg telling his wife that he's sorry because human life is so, so fragile and yet so precious. <laughs> Kane and all his remaining nod loyalists teleport off the planet, presumably so Kane can take his militant Abrahamic sex cult to the coolest <laughs> bars <laughs> across the galaxy. <laughs> Tiberium mostly gets vacuumed off the planet to the point where it's mostly under control. It's a happy ending for everyone as long as nobody questions what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, that, that, that's, uh, that's the Tiberium universe as it's left off. And there's no plans on a sequel. No, I don't. I mean, look, Kane died on his way home to his home planet. <laughs> Pretty much what happened. I mean, I, I know I was really pumped for that invasion. What does the invasion mean? <laughs> Who's invading who? Ah, questions for never. Questions. <laughs> so many memorable moments in this series, and then Command and Conquer 4 just comes out of nowhere. Batting for whatever. I don't know. So it's 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 and that was Tiberian Sun. Tiberian Twilight is the fourth one. Twilight. Uh, type I can't. Um, Tiberian Dawn is two. Right? Tiberian Dawn is the first one. Tiberian Sun is the second, and oh, Tiberian yeah. Wars are. I can't. I, I don't know. Tiber Command Conquer Three is one of my favorite games. I'm not gonna lie. I love that game. GDI campaign fighting the Skrin is legitimately terrifying, because uh, they just keep introducing new Skrin units that you're outclassed to fight, like nanomachine swarms. Okay, send the shotguns in, I guess. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Kane is a uh, Kane? saga that begins with great pomp and circumstance. Yes. And, uh, and uh, it ends with a, uh, the, the chirp of a swallow dying. <laughs> um, it's, uh, uh, is it worse? Is it more, did it disappoint you more than Skyrim? Yeah, it really I, is it the most disappointing game you've ever played. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it's it's probably it's it's up there. 
it, McMahon and Conquer 3 set me up. Perfectly. How is the gameplay? Is the gameplay fun? They, they changed the gameplay. It's not an RTS anymore. It's like you got like some kind of mobile command center and a set number of units. They changed the per- the formula. It might have been fun if it was like its own thing, but then it just kind of fails and everything. And it's just really stupid. There's no. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just it's, just, it's just really it's just stupid. It's it's just, like Skyrim is like a uh, you you let off a, you're trying to tie off an air balloon at a, for a party a birthday party and you're bad and you're like me and you got fat fingers mm. and you've got and now you're like you just can't tie it off. I can mm. never tie it off. Even when I was a baby, I can't tie a balloon because it's not a shoelace. <laughs> it was not, mel- not This is not meant to be tied. Like I'm not at the Boston dockyards right now. I'm not tying knots. <laughs> I'm getting ready for a party. I'm having fun. <laughs> well, anyway, that balloon full of helium gets let go, and you hear... <laughs> Skyrim is like, it's got its highs and its lows. That balloon's going everywhere. Yeah. Command & Conquer 4, it's like, Command & Conquer 3, you're blowing up that balloon. It looks cool. It looks cool. You've never seen a balloon that big. <laughs> then it pops in your face, and you choke. <laughs> <laughs> that's Command & Conquer 4. And that's all I have to say about Command & Conquer 4. Um... Then that's certainly all I have to say about it. Yeah, um, it look, Command and Conquer began in the '90s, and it grew, evolved in a new world. It it kind of lived like, okay, we know who the enemy is now. It's whoever Fox mm-hmm. News tells us the enemy is, right? And um, it, but then it, it it went from a one kind of escapism where we're fighting an imaginary enemy, and then we're going to another, and like, hey, you know that enemy that your parents are trying to get you to fight? Well, don't fight them. Fight. Someone else fight. Someone else made up in this safe environment. Have some fun fighting aliens. Take down the GDI or take down Kane. It's just it's just fun. It's just like nice escapism and the story. I like stories that start off goofy and then evolve and take themselves more seriously. I mean, I love for 40k. I love 40k. Yep. I love like like just because you started out making fun of Margaret Thatcher doesn't mean you can't do it in a more cool, <laughs> funny way. <laughs> So yeah, um, it carried. Look, Command and Conquer carried me through the '90s and 2000s. I, I couldn't ask for more. I shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey's paw hit me. Um, guys, so that is uh, that's the story of Nod. Yes. Um, so uh, you know, I actually think games that disappointed us might be a great idea to explore further yeah uh in in future podcasts or maybe even uh somewhere else somehow talk about games that disappointed us because i think that's just as important as games that uh inspired us you know Mm -hmm. uh so uh guys if you like this please uh like share and subscribe um please do what you can this week until the next podcast to do everything you can to cripple the coal industry do everything that you can because as you can see it gets pretty out of hand really quick and it's going to lead to Kane being not that cool in the end and nobody wants that <laughs> so um, like share and subscribe check out our links uh, Patreon uh, please check us out there uh, we are selling fine merchandise on our store actually next time we see you guys I'm going to tell you a funny story about the shirt that happened to me at Schnucks. I'm not going to tell you now once you have something to look forward to so click that notification bell so you can be sure to hear this funny little tidbit um, and uh uh, guys, most most mostly j- just check out our links and be safe till we see you next time. See ya.